Hello, and welcome back to The Side Thing, a chatty little designer pod. Designer pod. Ew, that makes it sound too luxurious. Way too luxurious for what this is. Um, it's a chatty little designer's podcast where I tell you about what I've been working on and or what's on my mind, creatively or otherwise. I'm gonna hop right in, because I don't typically do an intro like that, but I'm trying to formulate something simple, something short, that kind of opens up the beginning of each episode. So, hi! Um, today is Saturday, August 12th, and I'm recording this, um, giving you an update on what I've been creating since the last time we podcasted together. This morning, I went on a little bike ride with Dom. We went down to the lakefront, had some coffee, walked around. It was really nice, and then I got home and I did a little bit of tidying up, a little bit of file organization. Reminder to everybody, back up your files save your shit. Don't leave it for months and months. Anyways, I moved some stuff over, got it off of my desktop. I was trying to clear up some space because I opened up um, the file to record this and I was getting all sorts of warnings like, your storage is full. So now it's not. I had a pretty good work week and best of all, I still had creative energy after the workday was done. I spent most of my weekday evenings designing stuff. We cooked some home-cooked dinners. Uh, I made one on, I have no idea what day it was, but I made this thing called Marry Me Chicken, which it's a Pinterest thing. And here's the, here's a hot take. It was not that good. Like, that's quite the claim to name your chicken Marry Me Chicken. Like, that chicken better be freaking great. And it was freaking mid. So, that was a bit of a letdown. However, the thing about the cooking was that while I was cooking the cooking, cooking the cooking while i was cooking the chicken i also drew the planned items of the night now the plan did end up changing a little bit i ended up drawing the crescent rolls that we were going to make but then we did not make the crescent rolls that night but i drew it it was fun uh just like a line art style that was a little thing i did during the week i'm not really gonna talk about that in great detail so it's not one of the main things but it's a side side thing Now, I thought it could be fun to try and include a little segment, I guess you could say, on this where I also update you on what's been in the background lately because I'm typically listening to something or like watching, not really watching, but listening to a TV show or a movie that's on. It's like background noise slash entertainment, but I'm not always super paying attention. So yeah, I'm going to share that with you. Uh, This week i listened to a lot of lo-fi there's this playlist on spotify it's called lo-fi summer haze and i've been listening to that because there's really no words just vibes (laughs) and um i don't know i've been enjoying it i've also been listening to lighthearted podcasts i don't know what's up but sometimes i find the true crime ones interesting captivating for sure but i don't know lately i just haven't been wanting to think about all the scary, sad, bad things. So I haven't been. I've also been watching slash listening to The Simpsons. Um, I've never seen that until a couple weeks ago. Growing up, my parents were super anti-Simpsons and I never really knew why. They were just like, no, like that's not a show that will be in this house. And I didn't really ask. Anyways, it's kind of funny. Like I've been enjoying it and it's very colorful all these different characters and clever ways of showing things. I don't know. It's, I'm nerding out a little bit on it, but I've also been designing while we watch 
the amazing race we started back on season one so it's like early 2000s reality tv and it's been good there have been some true gems so that's been entertaining whilst i create but whilst i create what embroidered mushrooms well at least that's the first thing i'm going to talk about um that sweatshirt that i've been embroidering i'm still embroidering it however we completed the first mushroom and then i started on the second one and almost immediately i could see the improvement between mushrooms because now the first one that i did looks so not great but i guess that's just the way that it's gonna be because it's centered on the sweatshirt just smack dab in the middle and the other mushrooms that are gonna be around it are gonna be so much cuter and that's okay um i think that'll be kind of funny maybe it'll maybe it won't i don't know regardless it's now a multi-mushroom sweatshirt and we're gonna be accepting of all the different kinds of stitches and uh, appearances of the embroidering <laughs> so since the first mushroom was more of the grayish green color palette i wanted to add in some other hues so with the two mushrooms that are now on the left and right sides of the center mushroom we've got some orange colors coming into the mix and not only that but i decided to switch up the perspective a little bit the first mushroom only was like the mushroom cap and the stem but you couldn't see any of the under the mushroom cap with all those little like lines and details and all of the stitches i was doing in the first one were flat i think it's called satin stitching i was trying to make it look real flat and smooth and i mean i don't know i don't think that was the best approach and here's why because I didn't approach the other mushrooms that way and they look a lot better. So with the second one, I started doing smaller sections of the piece at a time. And instead of doing the satin stitch for everything, I started thinking about what stitch would make the most sense for that area. And also, I was having this problem with the first mushroom where there was so much like knotting and tangling of the embroidery floss on the back side so i was hoping that by doing different kinds of stitches i could maybe have less going on on the back side which i think would also be a better use of the thread itself so i started with the stem and instead of just doing satin stitches laterally um i did a now here's the thing i don't know if i did a stem stitch or a split stitch or a back stitch. I think I was trying to do one of them, but I might have done the other and it may have also been a variation or a blend of the three throughout. <laughs> but it's one of those. So I was covering area and like basically putting down the lines, kind of like a sketch in a drawing and then filling out those areas with couching. So like the line that I would create with the stem stitch that's what I'll just say I was doing. Um, then I would cover up that line that I made and add more of the volume and the thickness to it with couching. So that's how I did the stem. And then that's also how I did the details underneath the mushroom cap. So those the wavy part with the little lines. I did that same approach. But then the space in between those detail lines 
um, that I did do satin stitching. And then for the dots on the mushroom, after I did some satin stitching on the mushroom cap, I went in and I did these little knots. Now, I don't know if they're French knots. I don't know if they're colonial. I just took the thread and I wrapped it around the needle and then I pushed the needle into the hole and pulled it through and it does that thing where, voila, there's a dot. And then mushroom number three, I did the order a little differently. And I think I like how I did it in three better. I like made, I left spaces for them. So then when I did the satin stitching, instead of the thread going from the bottom to the top of the mushroom cap, it would stop to give space for these dots. And it ended up making little like alcoves, I suppose, like a little divot for the dot to rest in. And I think that that looks a little cleaner, a little more polished of a finish, if you will. So I really like how that is looking on mushroom three, but it also turned out good on mushroom two. It's just like, I don't know, the order of which I did it resulted in a different look. So I don't know. It's been really fun. I'm not done with mushroom number three. Um, that one is a darker orange cap, but a similar approach where I'm doing the different types of stitches that make more sense. I'm having a really fun time with it. Uh, I did poke myself really hard though. I thought that the needle was like I needed to push it upwards. So I went to push it upwards. Unfortunately, I pushed my finger directly into the pokey part of the needle and like pushed it backwards. So where I was thinking that I was touching the bottom of, or like the back end of the needle, which is still kind of sharp. Unfortunately, it was the front end of the needle. That hurt. <laughs> I still need to find a thimble. I have this little like thumb ring thimble thing. Wow, wait, <laughs> say that a bunch of times fast. Um, basically, what a visor is to a hat, this thimble is to a real thimble. It's like a half thimble. Anyway, I would love to know if any of you are really into embroidering or if you have experience with it. Um, I've been finding it really fun, especially on days where I need to, like, I want to create something, but I also just want to chill and I don't really want to be coming up with new ideas, more just executing the creation of something that I already have planned out and already know kind of what the end goal is. Um, it's been the perfect project to just pick up. Also, if you are into embroidering, and maybe you already do this, but I've been keeping this little bowl out downstairs and I'll have the thread trimmer, the noodle, the colors that I'm currently using, and then the sweatshirt, just like I have it sitting somewhere and so it's so easy just to grab that bowl and it has everything that I need for the project but not more than that so it's not like a big project that's just open and invading. On to the second thing. Uh, I actually did this last night. So the ladies night poster, pff, I'm sorry it's not a poster, the ladies night invite that I was talking about last week. I was kind of messing around with it in Illustrator. I was, you know, isolating the colors. I made some textures. I was 
just seeing like what elements I could pull from the invitation and how I could repurpose them or like work them into some sort of brand or whatever. So I did more of that yesterday and I ended up laying out the work in a way that's going to go into my portfolio. On a Friday night, no less. Now, I wasn't planning on doing this. I was actually thinking of making a brand guidelines for the invite, but then it really didn't make sense because it's not a brand, it's just a design. So then instead, I've kind of set up this thing, this document, where as I make more invitations, because I've got plans to have more ladies' nights with more crafts and stuff, as I do more though, and I make different invites, you know, they're going to have different looks, different feels, different vibes, different topics, and I think it'll be cool to kind of like break down the anatomy of each invitation, pull out the graphic assets, make note of any further explorations that came from the initial prompt or event, and just have it sitting somewhere. Like, I don't know. I just think that would be kind of fun. So I set up that document, um, the layout for it, typefaces. There's certain elements of this that will change, or I'm sorry, certain elements of this will stay the same, but depending on the look and feel of the invite, the way that it's presented and the colors used may be tweaked to make sense for that invite, but as a whole, it will all be cohesive in this document, though the colors will change. Hopefully that made sense, but I'll also put something up on the Instagram. Oh my gosh, I haven't mentioned the Instagram at the Side Thing Podcast on Instagram and threads. Um, Yeah, go there, check out the posts, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Which, by the way, if you're a new listener, please go follow the Side Thing Podcast on Instagram. Every time there's a new episode, I post a carousel of images that directly relate to the content I speak about here. So if you're ever confused because sometimes trying to articulate visual things, sometimes it's really nice to actually have a visual thing to support it. So yeah, there will be a photo of this thing that I'm talking about. And then the third and final thing I'm going to talk about today Also, the thing that occupied the most of my free time this past week is the throwing tomatoes at the creperie project. Now, again, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with this one. I just knew that it was kind of a funny phrase and it inspired some drawing, it inspired some painting. Well, now, the painting has shifted. It's not a watercolor painting anymore. It's acrylic, baby. Not only that, it's fabric acrylic. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so again, I was going through my closet. Um, I think every once in a while, as in like every couple weeks, my closet gets messy. I stop hanging things up. I stop folding things and putting them where they go. And I just start discarding articles of clothing with reckless abandon. And so then... As like a treat, I reorganize it because I find that so fun. So I was doing that again and 
I found this white t-shirt that I used to wear all the time. Now there's like a stain on it and it's just not really the one that I reach for anymore. And so I was going to donate it and then I thought, oh, I'll like, let me try and paint something on the back. I haven't really done much with painting on fabric. So I figured what lower stakes could there be than a shirt I was gonna donate or throw away anyways. So thus began the t-shirt painting process, which is still happening. So I started this process by taking the design that I had made in Procreate, I exported that as a PNG, brought it into Illustrator, and then I image traced it with the sketch um, setting. And then I expanded it um, just because it didn't need to be perfect, it just needed to be roughly right. And then I broke it down into different pieces that I was planning and then did print on cardstock paper. So there was the tomato shape itself, this like kidney bean blob, and then the leaves were another piece, and then the words. I uh, ended up, well that part was really tricky, <laughs> but it did work for tracing purposes, it just was kind of tedious. So the blob shape, obviously easy, and then the leaves also easy. And then the words, I trimmed the piece of the printed cardstock stencil thing. I trimmed it so that I could put little dots where the outline of the words were. And then once I had that, I could break or I could cut the stencil of copy into the different lines. So it would just be word by word. And then I would trim off more of the cardstock I didn't need to get dots around the words. Now, I think that that was mighty confusing because I'm confused by it and I just said it and I'm actually the one who made it. So if you didn't follow along with that, don't worry about it. Uh, there will be pictures on the Instagram at the Side Thing Podcast. Um... But yeah, if you've done tracing, if you've worked with stan- whoa. If you've worked with stencils, you probably understand the tedious nature I'm trying to describe. Uh, but I'm done describing it now. I'm moving on. Um, then I started painting, and I started with white, and that's when I realized that the marker I used to trace this stencil that I made was the absolute wrong choice. It's like bleeding everywhere. Purple. It was a black marker, added white paint, now there's purple. Purple! Ugh. So that took many layers to cover up the tracing marker, which kind of defeats the point. You like kind of want the tracing line to not be the star of the show. Um, but anyways, eventually, especially once I started adding in red and all the other colors, the traced lines are minimal, if not unnoticeable. But it was just, you know, something to consider for next time. Don't use that marker. Don't use a calligraphy pen to trace a stencil. So I was painting a little bit by bit, day by day, 
and I completed the tomato shape and then I was thinking about adding a background color. I was thinking like pale yellow, maybe a light blue so that there'd be a rectangle around this tomato. And then I was trying to explain it to Dom and he was like kind of on board, kind of confused and like totally fair. But then I decided to take a picture of where I was at, brought it into Procreate, and then I mocked up what kind of background I could put behind this tomato. And then once I was, I tried the yellow, I tried the blue, I tried adding like almost the illusion of a surface, like table and not table, like wall or sky, whatever. And I didn't really like how that was looking. So then I was considering just having this floating tomato. But then I remembered that I had taken a photo at this creperie that we were at and it had a plate in it, a super cute plate that has, I think, onions on it onions and flowers and stuff so cute and I was like wait maybe I'll put that on there and then the photo also had really um high contrast shadows like we were in the direct sunlight and so the cast shadows of the plate and the coffee were looking really cool in the photo so I decided to try and transfer the vibes from that photo I took into a background design that would make the tomato feel less random, give it a little more context, bring in a little more details from the actual memory. And then I even want to add in some little hidden memos, like the location, the year, like what was happening when this thing happened, just because I think that's cute and it gives it more purpose as the design. So then I started painting the actual background behind the tomato. And that's where I'm at currently. I'm trying to get the green just right, but I have not struck that balance yet. It's either been too blue, too yellow, too dark. <laughs> so I think one of these times, you know, we'll hit the mark. I'm kind of mixing as I go and adding little details here and there. I'll be like working on the plate, but then I'll take a break and work on a different section of the piece. So it's really coming together and seeing it change has been cool. I've been taking pictures at like start and stop points of the process. So every time I'm done painting for the day, I'll just take a quick picture of where it's at or if I'm working on a detail that looks cool, I'll take a picture because as the layers of paint add up, as the colors are changing, like it's not going to look the way that it did and you can't just go back. Um, it's different than digital in that way, obviously. But that'll be fun to compare just the different stages of this piece. I will include at least a couple in this next Instagram post when I drop episode five, the one you're listening to. So hop on over to the Side Thing podcast on Instagram and check that out. I think I will probably finish this t-shirt this week and then I want to go take a cute photo in it somewhere in Milwaukee. Maybe I'll even go back to the creperie and take a picture of myself wearing this shirt at the location of the thing. All right, that's pretty much everything. At least that's going to be everything for this week. 
Thank you so much for listening. You can follow this show on threads and Instagram at the Side Thing Podcast, and then you can also follow my personal accounts on the same platforms, but at Taylor Rivetall. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to be the coolest ever, feel free to go leave a rating and review on the podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. From what I've heard from other people with more successful podcasts, it's the rating and reviews that really do the trick. So do the trick. And have a good week, create something that makes you smile, avoid creative burnout, and come back for the next episode. Bye!